Welcome to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. I help the everyday woman grow her mindset and spirituality in her daily life in order to break comparison to the Instagram perfect lifestyle. Join me as we navigate the stress and anxiety of our daily routines and reclaim our power to cultivate our most authentic life. Let's start romanticizing the mundane together. Hi, guys, and welcome back to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. Happy Mindful Monday, everyone. And I am so happy just to be with you and share stories with you and sharing different things that can help us with our mindset journey. And we just passed our three-year anniversary, Growth Mindset Gang. So happy anniversary. We are three years in. And I'm just so proud of what our community has become. And I want to kind of do a little bit of more updates in the near future of how we build and communicate in this community. I might put a poll out there in the broadcast channel. So um, make sure to check that out. And if you're not a part of it, it's um, going to be in the show notes for the Growth Mindset Gang to join the broadcast channel on Instagram. I'm thinking maybe if um, doing a more interactive space of maybe a Facebook group, a Slack channel, or I can create like um, a specific um, text chat using like a Google number or, you know, some other app that's like, you know, it's texting and I can share reminders with you every day and it could be more of an interactive experience. I'm in the mix. I'm thinking of different ideas, but I might put a poll out there to see which, um, I guess, service works best for you. Words were hard right there, but whatever um, way of just building a better community together and, you know, interactions with each other and, you know, just being a great support system for the Growth Mindset Gang, whatever way works best for you. So I'm really excited to share some updates and create some um, better ways of communication. So again, you guys, through your anniversary, thank you so much for listening and tuning in and joining us every Mindful Monday. And if you're new here, my name is Allie Brooke. I'm an educator on a mindset journey, just sharing what she's learned through therapy, self-development books, my own life experiences. And then I also bring on amazing guests to share their expertise in the mindset, wellness, and spirituality space. It's been really exciting to have this abundance of opportunities to share amazing conversations with such great women sharing their expertise. I've had amazing guests come on in recent history, like all around, and I have more amazing guests coming up. So I'm so excited to record these interviews for you and share these wonderful, authentic conversations that can really help us in our mindset journey, Growth Mindset King. So I am just so excited for the year of 2024 for the Growth Mindset Gal podcast and the Growth Mindset Gang community. It's just, I'm feeling just so abundant and happy and so grateful for you guys and just sharing wonderful opportunities and conversations with you to help you in any way that I can, because that's why I created this podcast. And my veterans, hey, what's up? Hello, welcome. And thank you so much for, again, all your love and support. I am truly, truly grateful. And speaking of the three-year anniversary, if you haven't already done so, I posted on Friday the 26th, um, the giveaway post. So for the three-year anniversary, I am doing a giveaway. And since I couldn't really choose between the two options, I was like, I mean, you can choose once you win. So the prize, if you will, for the three-year anniversary giveaway is either a $25 Starbucks gift card or 
you can handpick a self-development book out of my bookshelf and you tell me what your mindset journey is all about, what you want to work on. And I will go through that specific book that you want and highlight and make annotations that will help you on your mindset journey. Just like, you know, kind of like a reader's guide and highlighting really great, important points and summarizing things for you and putting little annotations just to help you gain more insight while you read. So kind of like a guided notes of the self-development book, if you will. That's kind of the vibe that I'm I'm going for here. And and how to enter is you go on my Instagram at the growth mindset gal and you find the giveaway post and to enter you have to like the post okay then comment your favorite episode and your major takeaway from that episode and then share on your story your favorite episode from the growth mindset gang gal podcast and then um, just tag me in it at the growth mindset gal and that's how you enter you have until this wednesday january 31st once that's all done i'm going to put all the names in like a spinner doohickey and i'm just going to spin it <laughs> and then um i will choose a winner and i'll be sharing that um on february 1st so if you're interested in the giveaway which i think both prizes would be amazing depending on what you choose again go to my instagram check out the post for it tells you how to enter and you have until Wednesday. What also is happening on Wednesday, Growth Mindset Gang, is January Donovan's free preview to her webinar series about designing your purpose and cultivating the life and becoming the woman that you want. If you don't know who January Donovan is, she's an amazing, amazing person. She was on episode 80 of the Growth Mindset Gal podcast talking about how to become the woman you truly want to be. It's one of the top episodes out here. And she is just such a wealth of knowledge. And there's going to be the link in the show notes. All you have to do is click it. You sign up for the free webinar. It's going to be Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you literally hop on a Zoom with a big group and January Donovan herself. And she gives you basically a little snippet of what her Designing Your Purpose course is going to be all about. So free is for me. And I just think that's a great opportunity to share with you guys. I love January Donovan. She's amazing. And the fact that she's going to kind of give you a little bit of a sneak peek preview for free and that you could just go there for free and just have major takeaways. And if you really resonate with what she's talking about, then that gives you a direct line to her amazing course that she will be offering. So again, that's happening Wednesday, January 31st at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All you have to do is go to the show notes and click on the link that's right there for you. And then you can check out her free preview. It's going to be so amazing. So I'm just, again, so excited to share these opportunities with you guys and building this amazing community. So let's get into today's episode. I have such a great guest on with us today. And our guest today is Miss Dalton Jatsek. Now, Dalton is a movement and mindset coach. Her mission is to take you from being scattered and anxious to active and aligned with mindset coaching, holistic meal plans, and function fitness. Dalton's plans are designed specifically for you. That means you eat food that you enjoy and get fitness plans that are customized for what you love. Fitness saved her life. For Dalton, it wasn't about getting in shape or having a certain body composition. It was her escape. It got Dalton out of her head when she was stuck in the darkness. Dalton believes that fitness has the power to change your entire life if you let it. I mean, I had such a good conversation with Dalton. It was so inspiring and such great facts that like 
are truly helpful in the overwhelm of just the wellness and fitness community. And we talk about how to heal the mind, the body, the gut, how anxiety and depression is definitely could be linked to your gut health, your nutrition, and kind of taking a look at our mental health from a holistic approach. Because a lot of the times we look at mental health and physical health as two separate things. And we have the conversation about how about we look at them together. And that also not only affects your mental and physical health, but your emotional health as well is also in there. So taking it from just a specific quadrant of your life to looking at the whole picture of how to honestly live our best life and make sure our emotional state, our mental state, and our physical state are at balance with each other. Because when they're working together, you're doing great. And when one is off, you can clearly tell how it affects the others. So Dalton shares some great tidbits and tips and tricks and advice and nutrition resources that are really going to help you heal the mind and body together. So let's get into today's episode. Hey, Growth Mindset Gang. Have you ever been super overwhelmed, anxious, or stressed in your life due to maybe your job, your relationships, your friendships, your family, and you have all this inner turmoil and it can seem like there is no way out? I felt that way. I remember when I was on the train to work one day and I had this super influx of anxiety and I didn't even know where it was coming from. And I would talk to my friends and family and significant others about it. But I needed something more. I needed to talk to a professional. And so I started going to therapy because I realized I shouldn't live like this and neither should you. So today's sponsor is brought to you by BetterHelp, which is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. Talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000-plus therapist network that gives you the access to the help that may not be available in your area. You just need to fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. That is two days, you guys. Then you schedule a secure video and phone sessions. Plus you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. I actually used BetterHelp when I started my therapy journey. It was one of the first options I looked at because I felt like I was so busy all the time. When would I have time to go to find a therapist and then go to therapy? And I remember I took a very simple questionnaire and they matched me with a therapist. She was super helpful and useful. And I was able to text her whenever I was feeling anxious. And I was like, this is amazing, right? And I know therapy can be a little intimidating at first and it kind of feels like dating and you kind of go through the different aspects and motions of it. But with BetterHelp, if you're not feeling the therapist that they gave you, they will switch it up and find someone better for you. So it takes the stress from you with finding a therapist that works. And you can request a new therapist at no additional charge at any time. So join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. And let me tell you, from my own experience with therapy, it is so amazing to talk to a professional about your anxiety and have them kind of 
go through specific scenarios and conversations with you so you don't feel alone. And they give you helpful tools in order to take on and combat your overwhelm, your anxiety, and your stress. Because you guys know, we shouldn't be living like this and we shouldn't be living stuck in our own heads and we should enjoy life. And talking to a professional can definitely help with us to switch our perspective and grow our mindset. You can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash the growth mindset gal. That's betterhelp.com slash the growth mindset gal. That link is going to be in my show notes. And if you're interested in therapy, this would be a beautiful, wonderful first step to see if this can work for you. And I hope you guys enjoy these services that it provides. And I hope that it helps you in your mindset journey. Hey, Growth Mindset Gang, have you been struggling with finding the right health and wellness products to help you with your fitness goals? Because I've been struggling with it lately. I have been looking for ways that I can grow muscle. I've been looking for ways to endure longer workouts, especially after a long day of work. And my true goal for my fitness journey is to just become a stronger and be able to survive (laughs) the end of the day workout. And I have found a fantastic health and wellness nutrition brand, First Form. First Form has such amazing products that really can help us on an individual level with our health and fitness goals. Some of my favorites that I've been trying out is the level one protein caramel latte. Let me tell you guys, it tastes amazing. And level one protein has helped me stay fuller longer. I've been putting it in my coffee in the morning because some days I wake up and I'm just not hungry right away. And unfortunately I have coffee and we all know having coffee on an empty stomach ain't it. So I started putting protein in my coffee to help fill me up so that way I don't get that anxiety crash midday if I'm just having coffee at first. And also I've been putting in my coffee the amazing salted caramel collagen powder. Oh my God, you guys, it tastes, first of all, also tastes amazing. And I can even tell the difference between my hair, skin and nails. My skin has definitely looked clear my hair I've been seeing it in some mirrors and I'm like wow she's shiny and also my nails haven't been breaking you know as frequently as they do between the two weeks that I get them done it's been helping me so much I'm also been using the pre-workout pink lemonade and this has been really helping me get through those after work workouts I work from 4 to 5 p.m and let me tell you Before this pre-workout, I would be struggling after a strength session and walking on the treadmill. I would be screaming. But now, after I'm done with my strength workout, I am still pumped to get on that treadmill and last the entire hour of my workout. And also, it tastes really good. And I've never used pre-workout before, so I was a little nervous if it's it's gonna make me anxious and things like that. But this pre-workout has helped me so much with good long-lasting energy in a workout that doesn't carry on beyond the gym it's not like I can't fall asleep at night so these products have been 
very inviting and very easy to use where I've always been a little bit timid of going into protein powders and pre-workout because usually when I see them, they're kind of intimidating to look at. But First Form is such a wonderful brand. They also have vegan options as well for protein powders, collagen, pre-workout, so on and so forth. And last but not least, I'm also in love with their protein bars, the chocolate chip cookie dough. Fan favorite of the house, Nate and I love those protein bars. We put in our bags in the morning and that's our little snack right before we work out. So that way, because you know that after work workout, we are starving. So having that protein bar right before the workout helps me sustain my energy and help with my muscle growth because those are the goals. So if you are interested in exploring these products to improve your fitness journey, the links are in my show notes. And also feel free to DM me on Instagram at the Growth Mindset Gal for any questions that you may have on different types of products. Absolutely love, highly recommend. Hi, Growth Mindset Gang. I am so excited because today we have such a fantastic guest with us today, Miss Dalton. And we are going to be talking about all about the connection between the mind and the body and how we can heal them together because we often forget that we're always in our minds so much about healing and how we feel and our feelings, but it actually has a major effect and connection with our body. So, Dalton, thank you so much for coming on today. Do you want to introduce yourself to the Growth Mindset Gang? Yeah, well, thank you for having me. First off, um, my name is Dalton. I am a movement and mindset coach. Um, I offer two basic programs. The first one is a five-month course designed to teach you how and when to emotionally regulate. So that's controlling your emotions so you don't have those crazy emotional outbursts that you later regret. Um, and then I have my fitness app, which is Active and Aligned. That's monthly holistic nutrition plans and functional fitness plans. I love that. And I actually checked out um, your ad the other, uh, not your ad, your app the other day, just to like see how it goes. And it's so like aesthetically pleasing. Like when I went through it, I was yeah. like, this is so cute and nice. It's like so <laughs> easy to follow. You know, I'm like, cause I've looked at so many different types of like fitness apps throughout my experience. And the, some of them are just like really in your face and really just like kind of all over the place and very confusing and overwhelming. And I really liked how your app was just very, just like, here's what I do. Here I am. Here are the plans. This is how I can help you. So it really gives us a chance to be like, hmm, okay. Like I'm not everything's being thrown at me at once. It's very nice and simple. So like the design aspect of it, like cheers to you because it's so good. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah, I I, I loved the creative process with that, and I you created it like all by yourself, right? Or did you have a little help? Um, that go? There's like a mother app, I guess if you want to call it that, which is like where all the I don't know, structure comes from. And then there's like the creative side that came from me was like, oh, what do you want to include? How do you want it to look? How do you want it to lay out? Do you want them to get sent here when they first download the app? Like, how do you want the the journey to be when they first sign up? So like the, the body of it came from an app development, like program or whatever you want to call it. Um, but then the heart of it comes from me. I love that. It came out so good. It's just like I'm telling people right now, like go check it out, go see it because it's so cool and it's so fun. So today we're going to be talking about like healing the mind and body together and how it's heavily connected. So do you want to kind of just share and start out with us? What's your story? How'd you get to become, you know, within your expertise of talking about how emotional regulation and mental regulation definitely connect to physical, you know, attributes, meaning like physical activity, nutrition, so on and so forth. So how did you get to that being your expertise? 
Yeah. Um, well, there's a lot of different, different stories that come into how I got here now. Obviously I lived a life, um, <laughs> but so I originally started, I was an athlete for a while. Um, I played softball year round and then mixed in basketball and soccer on top of that. So I was always doing something moving. Um, and when I started high school, so I was 14 years old, um, softball was my main sport, played it year round, was a pitcher. And I found out that I needed to get surgery because I had torn my labrum and I couldn't pitch. I couldn't play for the season. I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do with myself? What am I going to do with my life? Like what is going on? Um, obviously not being active and also being like right in the thick of puberty. I got a little chunky and I was like, what is happening? How, do, what, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. So got super lucky. Um, my dad had some friends who were personal trainers at the gym nearby and he set me up with them just to kind of get oriented in the gym. And I found fitness because of that, but it really helped pull me out of this kind of depressive episode that started because I was no longer playing my sport, but then also I just wasn't moving my body. I had a whole bunch of stuff going on in my life as well. And I never realized up until that point that my sport was my emotional outlet. Mm -hmm. And now that I didn't have any kind of movement, all of that was kind of just piling on top of me. So going to the gym, I fell in love with it more for the mental health aspect and how it made me feel in my brain. And I could actually like quiet those voices while I was at the gym. Um, and so, yeah, I fell in love with fitness because of the mindset part of it. And I became really interested in functional fitness, obviously, because I was injured and learning how to prevent those injuries. Um, that's actually what I ended up going to college for because of all of this. Um, I worked in a gym all through high school and was friends with all the personal trainers, kind of learned the ins and outs of what they did, if they went to school, if they just got certifications. And the ones who were super knowledgeable and who I really respected and trusted were those ones who took the time to go get a degree, work in the industry, but also get that education like at a full four-year university. Because um, there's so many people nowadays that you know, the fitness influencers are like, oh, I have XYZ certification. And some of those certifications you can get within a month. And now with all like post-COVID times, there's so many tests that are online where you're like, where's the integrity? Like, did you actually know all of this stuff? Did you truly pass this test and this certification? Um, so I don't know. I think it helps having my degree, especially, but I learned so much in college. I worked in the gym all through college and um, did a whole bunch of different types of fitness and worked with a whole bunch of different clients and found that a lot of them were also struggling with the mindset and um, just mental health aspect. And we're asking me questions about that because when you're, when you're in a personal training session or you're chatting with your coach after class, like you, you get to know the people that you're working out with or you're coaching. And um, yeah, a lot of them found out about my mental health journey and everything that I had been through. And we're asking like, how did you, how did you overcome all of that? And 
So that's kind of what inspired me to go out on my own and create my own business that connected everything. Because again, like we're about to talk about, but nutrition is so heavily linked with your mental health, but also with your physical health. And people really only look at either one aspect or two and not all three. So people don't like to talk about nutrition and the gut and the body. They like to talk about the body and nutrition or nutrition and maybe some mental health. People are starting to go there, but not all three. So I don't know. I think just my my personal experience off of that big tangent, um, my personal experience just <laughs> was so much. Like I also got into the point where I was doing fitness. I had tried out all these different um types of fitness, if you will. How many times can I say fitness? <laughs> hey, we're uh, talking about fitness today, so it's fine. To me, fitness, fitness, fitness. Um, take a sip of water every time I say fitness. I know, like drink your tea and coffee every time you say Dalton, say fitness. <laughs> <laughs> we're making it a hydration game. Um, but yeah, so I was trying out all these different types of fitness just because of, you know, like that's that's what I was into. I was doing what my clients were into. I was asked to be a CrossFit coach and I was like, I guess I'll try this out. I don't know what this is. Tried that out. And I was realizing like, why isn't my physique changing if I'm doing all these different things? And, um, I don't know if this is TMI, but I got a rash and I was like, what's happening? It was painful. And I was like, okay, went to the dermatologist. They gave me some kind of ointment made the rash go away, but it kept coming back. And so that's when I really took a step back and I was like, what am I putting into my body or not putting into my body that's making it inflamed from the inside? Something on the inside is making the outside not okay. Um, and that's when I started working with a naturopath. We did a food sensitivities test and found out that all the like health foods or foods that I thought were healthy because they were being promoted as such everywhere, um, I was actually a four out of five on the sensitivity scale. So eggs and oats and dairy and gluten, those were my four like red flags on my sensitivities test. And that is what I was eating every single day. Like every morning I had eggs or oatmeal. Like it was one or the yeah, other. That's what they tell you to eat. They're like, Hey, if you, if you're on this fitness plan, you're always like, I'm, I mean, I have it too. I have my overnight oats or sometimes I have eggs or like the protein pancakes. Like that's what we're oh that we're supposed to eat so it's it's so funny that like we're marketed certain things and these foods can be healthy obviously they're like not not healthy but it's like we're not aware that we also have food sensitivities that like you know we had no idea until we actually do a food sensitivity test because it doesn't necessarily always mean like allergies like you need to carry an epi pen for food sensitivity yeah. that could just mean like yes like it caused inflammation and bloating and fatigue that we we have no idea about because these are marketed as healthy foods so like we don't even think twice about it Yes, exactly that. And, and that's all of those symptoms that you just listed. That's what I was dealing with. Like I had such bad fatigue in the afternoon and I'm not somebody who normally takes pre-workout before, um, an exercise class or whatever, or drinks coffee every morning. Like I'm not a regular caffeine user, but I was experiencing that crash in the afternoon. And I was like, what is going on? Like normally doctors tell you like, oh, stop the caffeine in the morning because you're on this high and then you crash. And I was like, but that's not what it is. And it ended up just being the hormones. My body was so inflamed. My gut was so inflamed by these things that it just wasn't able to digest well. Mm -hmm. It got so inflamed um, and it started 
causing all these adverse effects. So I was chronically fatigued. I was extremely bloated. I was holding on not like a huge amount of weight. It was maybe like five pounds, but it was just like extra fluff. Like I could feel it. I did. Yeah, I could like retaining water a little bit. Is that what yeah, it kind of felt exactly. like? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so yeah, my, my microbiome in my gut. So my little happy home that helps break down on my food and keep my gut healthy was extremely unhappy. And so as soon as I cut out those four big food groups, which was so hard by the way, (laughs) but once I cut those out, literally it took me not even a week to notice those differences. My face slimmed out. I just like could see what I was doing in the gym. Like you could tell that I worked out. Mm -hmm. I didn't have those crashes in the afternoon. Like I just felt so much better. My rash went away and it was literally just because of what I was eating, what I was putting into my body. Mm-hmm. And that's so true because we're, I think, and you said this before, especially talking about with like the fitness influencers as well, that like, it is very frustrating. I mean, even think of like when we were younger, just like throughout our lives, cause like we're all in like, you know, our late twenties, early thirties of like, what's considered like a healthy lifestyle. And so I remember when we were younger, like, do you remember the special K? Like (laughs) I'm laughing at to this day where like they threw at us, like special K was like gonna help you lose weight and this is all you need to eat. And I remember they would like literally say like eat special K for like three meals a day. And like thinking back, I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) this is such a, that was such a bad thing to do because just like the sugar and the carbs, it's cereal. Like you need other things than than cereal. And so- it's like really overwhelming that like, you know, and and frustrating because we're trying to figure out like what's going to work best for us. And we're, you know, busting our butts at the gym and we're not seeing any results. And that also then connects to then our own self-esteem and mentally how we see ourselves and our confidence in ourselves. It's all kind of wrapped up into one. So I kind of want to dive into that a little bit and then come back to kind of more of the, the gut microbiome um, zone of the conversation. So, cause we talked a lot about when we first had our meeting about how much like the mind and body are like heavily connected to each other. So do you want to kind of describe in your own words about how it means to have the mind and body connected so much to each other? Yeah. Um, so my first like thing that I throw at people who want to challenge me on that mm-hmm. is, okay, so when somebody says I'm feeling anxious, mm-hmm. you know, okay, well, what are you feeling? Like, what are you physically feeling when you're feeling anxious? How do you know you're anxious? Mm-hmm. People are like, oh, my palms get sweaty. My heart rate increases. I get an upset stomach. Mm-hmm. So you're having a physical reaction to an emotional state. Mm-hmm. That right there is the mind-body connection. And this just goes on to show like everything. I, personal story, I was dealing with really bad headaches, like migraine status headaches. And I was like, what is going on? I had overactive traps. So some of it was muscular, but then I started working with my therapist and he was a somatic therapist. So a lot of the mind body connection there. And explain what somatic means just for people who don't know. um, Somatic is kind of like taking a look at, how, again, how your mind and your body work together, but tuning into your body and being aware of like your physical state. Okay. Um, so he, yeah, he was really into like meditation coming in. And one of the things that he had me do is, okay, when you feel these headaches coming on and your head just feels so heavy, like Mm -hmm. take a breath, 
and come into your body. Let's do a body scan and notice, okay, like how do my feet feel? What about my calves? What about my quads, my hamstrings, all that. And just work your way up. How does my stomach feel? How's my heartbeat doing? And then I would get to my traps and they just felt like there was knots inside of them. Mm -hmm. And then I would ask myself like, what's going on mentally? And it was stress. It was any kind of big stressor that was going on in my life. I was carrying it in my traps. Mm -hmm. And that's when people say like, oh, that person's a pain in my neck. Mm -hmm. That's a physical symptom. Like, yes. I never realized that. Oh, (laughs) mind blown. That's so true though. Right? It's definitely a figure of speech for a lot of people, but if you really look at it, it's like, no, that person gives me a physical headache. Like mm-hmm. now your trap is, is like the connection between like your neck and your shoulder. Am I, am I correct? Like yeah. kind of more towards the back. Yeah. Cause that's insane. Cause that's where I carry a lot of my stress too. Like when I'm feeling heavily anxious or stressed, it's always my right side for some odd reason. Yes. And like, I can feel like the knots, the heaviness, and I have to like, you know, put the shoulder back a little bit all the time if mm-hmm. I'm feeling like heavily stressed. And I really noticed that after I started doing like my own little, you know, research and kind of diving into how mind and body and emotion, how stress affects the body and things like that. And I was like, I forget what book I was reading. I think it was like the body keeps the score. So some book like that, oh, yeah. it was saying how the body carries stress. I was like, Oh, no way. I was like, that's why like my shoulders always killing me. Cause that's literally where I carry all of it. Like some people carry it in their back. Some people maybe mm-hmm. it's the headaches and they carry it, you know, with it when they get these massive headaches, but it's so true. And I love that when you said, Oh, like when people want to challenge me saying like, Oh, well, the mind and body are not connected. It's mind, body and emotions, like all connected into one. And it's so true because we treat them as separate. So like, if, you know, you want to work on, you have like fitness goals, it's called fitness goals, right? So that's when you're like going to the gym, nutrition, like that's a separate portion. Then let's say you want to work on then your mental health. Then there's all these other aspects, like, you know, going to therapy, having a life coach, like do meditation, like there's that. Then you have like emotional intelligence and there's a whole other sphere of like coping skills. So when we are facing this, our brain is looking at three separate things instead of thinking of like a nice big circle of like taking care of yourself holistically. It's what's going to help those three spheres really work together because when they're meant to help each other, you know, and work, you know, symbiotically with each other, but it's the same thing when they're not working well with each other. So they symbiotically mess each other up and, you know, in crazy different ways. So, you know, when people are kind of sitting here being like, you know what, I never noticed that before. But then when you actually do like, you know, somatic therapy where it's like really doing those embodiment practices because we treat them so separately and doing that body scan is so important because once you realize like you're feeling some type of way because of an emotion or because of a mental state, you're able to have like a really strong connection with yourself right? And be able to kind of do the body scan. It's like, hmm, why am I feeling this way? What can make it feel better? What are, what could be my next steps instead of just going at symptoms like blindly? Yeah, no, hundred percent. I think that in, this is such a controversial thing to say, but um, <laughs> the, the problem that I see a lot with Western medicine is we're treating one area, like a symptom. Yeah. We're treating the symptoms. We're not treating the root cause. And yeah. that's pretty much how people look at, again, like you said, like they look at just fitness or just mental health or just nutrition. Yes, there's some overlap with nutrition and fitness now, which is great, but 
what about that mental health aspect? Like there is so much going on in your body that is affecting your mental health or going on in your head that's affecting your body that people just don't, they don't look at together. And there's so many therapists out there that are like, let's talk about it. I'm like, where are you carrying it? Where are you holding it in your body? Because emotions have the word motion in it for a reason. Emotions are supposed to move through us. And as soon as we stuff them down and we don't think about it and we try and push it away, it gets stuck somewhere in our body and it will come out as some kind of ache or pain or whatever it is, you know, a rash maybe. Um, but yeah, I've, I've experienced that with a, a couple of my clients. We've done a lot of the mind-body connection to help with pain. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, I had hip surgery in June and I was dealing with a lot of life stressors in by like six weeks post-op and my physical therapist was like, Hey, where are you at mentally right now? And she was like, not mentally about your hip, not about that, but like mentally in your brain, how would you describe how you, how you're feeling? I was like, I am so stressed and overwhelmed. And she's like, do you think that's playing a slight part in the healing of your hip or the pain that you're feeling in your hip? And I was like, thank you for acknowledging that. Thank you for addressing that. Because this surgeon that I got surgery for, he's like world renowned for this specific hip surgery. And that's a huge Western thing, right? That's a Western doctor. Surgery is a very Western thing to do, but he and his team started to look at that mind body connection and how your mental state affects your healing. And I was just so blown away that I was in a place where they were actually asking me about that. I was like, oh my God, that's actually what I studied. And that's what my business is in. Like, that's pretty cool. And we had a whole conversation about it, but yeah, I, it's really hard for me to hear that somebody's going through a mental health journey or they're dealing with anxiety or they're dealing with depression or whatever it is. And their therapist or psychologist is just shoving medications down their throat. Yes, I definitely believe that medication can play an, a crucial part in mental health, but I think that that also needs to be a point of how is it affecting your body and how can you regulate your own emotions? Because mm-hmm. Every, like anxiety and depression is just an imbalance of hormones that's going on in your brain. And there's a lot of different things like adrenal fatigue, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a little bit, but having that imbalance of hormones because of adrenal fatigue, well, what's causing your adrenal fatigue? Like, let's address that root cause and see if that helps with your anxiety or your depression. Like, let's attack it from a couple different viewpoints rather than just giving medicine and I'm I'm a huge proponent of that too, where I think both Eastern and Western medicine, where Eastern is more like the holistic approach and Western is said like the surgery and the medication. I think going through all options and seeing what option works best for you and your needs and like whatever stage you're at, like is is like whatever works best for you. I was always the person that was like, let me see all my options, right? Let me see if there's a holistic option, if there's a medication option, like let's let's look at both sides and see which one is going to work better for me. Because I actually had this conversation a while ago with my therapist therapist because I was in a very low state, you know, mentally from having chronic anxiety. And I believe it was like, I mean, probably more towards the end of the the pandemic time. So maybe like late 2020, early 2021. And obviously like everyone's like in a dark place at that point in time. And I remember having like therapy sessions where I was just like hysterically crying. Like it was just so, you know, such a dark spot. And we started talking about like, should 
you know, should I start taking medication? Would that help me, you know, in, you know, kind of alleviating some of the anxiety symptoms and making it, having me feel better and, mm-hmm. and everything like that. Because I looked that way. Cause I was like, you know, let me try all the coping mechanisms first. Let's see, like, let me journal. Let me, ha- I'm going to therapy. What type of, you know, she even said like, let's try yoga first. Like, let's see yeah. even practices. Um, and so I remember her talking to me about it and discussing how it's going to work and everything like that. And just when she was talking to me about it, it just like, didn't like whole body, like was no, like just me personally was just like not resonating with it. And I was like, I kept telling her like every session, I was like, I don't know yet. I don't know yet. I don't know yet. <laughs> like I can send you to the specialist if that's what you want. And I was like, I'm not sure yet. I'm, I'm still kind of teetering between Um, and then I just decided like, you know, no, I'm, you know, not interested, like, thank you. And, and it's crazy because, you know, I was really in a dark spot, but I was like, just internally, like, no, I don't want to take it. Cause my own philosophy was like, what else could I do? Like, let me get through all my resources first. And I didn't want to be tied to a pill. Like yeah. that, that was like a big thing for me. And I actually had a conversation with one of my friends cause she was on um, anti-anxiety medicine. And I had that conversation. Like I told her, I talked with my therapist and she said, oh, maybe this could be an outlet. So I want to talk to her about it. Cause she was on the medication. And she said for her own experience that it really, really helped her. Like she was in a dark place and it really helped to regulate her emotions and not heavily overthink things. And she felt really yeah. With, with taking the medicine because she looked at the other options too and she resonated more with taking the um, anti-anxiety medication. So that's the thing where it's like, have a nice blend of the two. Like not, not one is better than the other. It is, let me see a holistic approach. Let me see kind of the Western scope of any medication and see what resonates, you know, with you. And maybe it could be a little bit of both that maybe you start off with, you know, holistic approach. And then maybe you, you head on to the pills or, or vice versa, mm-hmm. but it's, it's so important to like not alienate either side of it. And because they're supposed yes. to kind of work together because both sides of the coin are, you know, helpful in any way, shape or form. And just acknowledging that is really important because, you know, we're kind of in this realm of, I think, especially now, like of convenience, right? Me, so like, you know, so our our brains are like, oh, a pill is going to make me feel happy. Okay, like, let me go on it right away and like not even think twice about because of the convenience. But then what's like, what's the long term of being on medication? Like that was kind of the, the points that I had to think about, you know, for my own journey. But like I said, it worked great with my friend and she enjoys being on it and it helped her in her life. So, you know, kind of take what step, that you want with either doing a holistic approach or medication approach, whatever, you know, works best for you. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, I have a couple of friends who are on like extreme high anxiety pills and that helps them. Um, I also have some friends who are on like antidepressants and stuff. And I definitely think that antidepressants can be super helpful, especially when kind of getting you out of the lowest of your low and giving you enough motivation and encouragement to try out those holistic approaches, you know, like again, like you said, I was the same way. I was like, give me everything but the medication. I'm going to try and exhaust all other outlets and then go on to this medication. Um, But I I got to the point where I I didn't end up needing it, which was amazing. But I know that so many people can get to such a dark point. And I've been in those dark places where you're like, there's no light. The light's never coming. It's not going to happen. And for some people that perseverance is there inside of them. And for some people, it's just impossible to find. And for those people, again, like I definitely think that antidepressants can play a role, but Mm -hmm. I also think that 
you need to be working with the correct person and specialist and team to continue to help manage and control your emotions on like a holistic level and actually know yourself rather than just like, oh, I'm depressed today. Let me take my antidepressant because, oh, I must have forgotten it yesterday. That's why I had bad day. Yeah, just be like heavily reliant on it, kind of using it more of just like that thing. And it's kind of really like heavily being dependent on, always dependent on it. Where it's like, I like how you stated that perhaps maybe you go on an anti-anxiety medication or anti-depression medication, you go on it, and then it gives you that boost that you need to then go explore the other options, you know, more holistically. That's what I'm saying, that using both sides, like vice versa, whichever way the approach works best for you, that's going to help you like on your journey. Because like we're saying, I mean, everything is connected. So what you're putting, that was my thing where it's like, what am I putting into my body that Mm -hmm. is going to then, you know, how is it going to um, affect me in any way? Cause I even did that when um, birth control was like the same thing where I actually got off. I got off birth control because it was just messing with me hormonally and mentally. I felt like very anxious on it as well. So that Mm -hmm. was a kind of a very similar conversation I, I had to have with myself of, what's going to work, you know, better for me in my scenario. And for the time when I went on it, it worked well for me, but then I just didn't like the way it made me feel and how I viewed life. So I decided to take, you know, step back from it and maybe find another, you know, approach where now I just, you know, I track my cycle and do that. Yeah. Sort of thing. yeah that's, that's a really interesting topic. Cause I've had that conversation. I'm on oral birth control and I've had the conversation with like my naturopath and then also with like my generic OB and they're just, they have such different opinions. Cause like my naturopath is like, Oh, well it's affecting your liver and it's going to affect your mood. And it's really hard to get off of it. And this and that, and it obviously is playing a huge role in hormone production. And then my OB was like, well, it's such a low dosage that it really doesn't affect you too much. And if it's getting rid of X, Y, and Z symptoms and it's working for you, then great. Like why would you go off of it? So I'm kind of in that stage where I'm being told two different things by two different sides. And I just decided right now for the time being, like I feel good on it, but I also do a lot of things to replenish what the birth control is harming, I guess. Like it does have depleting and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 And it has a huge um, impact on your liver. And so I take a lot of different holistic supplements to help replenish my liver mm-hmm. for that exact reason. So I, I think it's helpful to know what it's doing to your body, like whatever the medication is or whatever's going on inside of you mm-hmm. and making that call like, Oh, I can continue to do this, but I'm also going to add X, Y, Z into my routine to help counteract those negative effects. Right. And I think that's a a nice, beautiful way of like combining the two sides of like Western and Eastern, like holistic, you know, type Mm -hmm. medicine practices, because like some people don't have a choice of whether to to take a certain medication or not. And Uh. to realize like what that medication might be depleting in your own system and finding the supplements. So you can then like keep yourself at like a hundred percent, find that equilibrium between the two, I think is so smart. I remember, um, one of the things, actually the vitamins that I started taking because of anxiety, because I asked my like general doctor about it. Mm-hmm. And they said, um, a lot of it, I took a lot of B12 was like the, the vitamin that I needed because I, for, I honestly, and you could probably tell me, and I always forget <laughs> why it's B12. I think because I felt like a lot of fatigue and brain fog mm-hmm. with my anxiety. So they would always just recommend those gummies. And so that was kind of another certain way that I would also like implement, like I'm doing, you know, my anti-anxiety coping mechanisms, but I would also supplement, you know, different, you know, vitamins and stuff like that to help. Yeah 
with, you know, the cause as well. So if people are kind of sitting here and listening, being like, you know, I really want to up my daily routine to be more holistic, meaning like helping with my mental health, my physical health and my emotional health. Let's say they're dealing with a lot of anxiety. So what are some different ways, you know, holistically that they can take in their everyday routine to help balance the mental and the physical? Um, well, first things first, going back just a step is talking about the gut and the gut health and the microbiome that's going on in there. So when we're eating these foods that are tearing down our microbiome, um, or throwing off, you know, the balance that's going on in our gut and our food can't be digested correctly. Um, it actually creates, um, how do I put this in simple terms? Um, I know, it, it's, so, it's so hard sometimes because our microbiome, if you just so people know, our microbiome is just like our, our stomach and like our acids and like the enzymes that are in our stomach to help like break down the food and all that. Right. Yeah, exactly. Probiotics, prebiotics, things that help break down food. Exactly that. Um, so when that balance is off and there's too many, um, negative, um, bacteria living in your gut. Um, cause you have good and bad, it fluctuates. And, um, obviously the good helps break it down, but when the good isn't in surplus, when you have too many of the bad, um, it creates kind of a leakage in your microbiome layer or in your gut. And that, um, kind of, there are certain proteins that get leaked out and affect the other cells in our system. They're called cytokines, but it's a small protein that influences other cells. And those other cells can be linked with depression on a scientific level because of chronic inflammations and those altered immune cells. So the cells that are leaking out because of the things that we're putting into our body. So we eat a food, it destroys our microbiome. Then these cells are leaked out into our system and influence our immune cells and that influences our hormone production. Mm -hmm. So then that creates a dip and we're like, oh, I'm depressed today. Like, I feel like, feel really bad about myself. I'm really in my head. I just, I don't have the motivation to get up. That can be all linked to what you're putting inside your body. Um, so to help with things like that and same with anxiety, it's the same fluctuation in hormones. Um, obviously there's different situations and scenarios where it's not linked to the gut, but in some cases, if it's mild, depression, mild anxiety, and just things that kind of come up every once in a while. Um, Anti-inflammatory diets are amazing for that. Obviously, inflammation is what is causing these hormone um, imbalances, Um, but the anti-inflammatory diet, so that's like berries, leafy greens, high nutrient foods from good sources. So that's another thing. I think we touched on at the very beginning, but what we view as health foods, we have to be sure that they're actually health foods. Just because you go to Trader Joe's does not mean <laughs> yeah. that it has the best ingredients in there for you. Like Trader Joe's still has additives and preservatives thrown into some of their foods. Like they just have to. That's packaged food needs preservatives. Yeah, that's how it's able to exactly. stay on the shelves. I mean, that's, exactly. that's this reality. Exactly. <laughs> um, so the more that you can kind of make things at home and get it from the source. So like going to a butcher to get your meat instead of 
Safeway, you know, or getting like, or more, the, like it's pre-packaged, like it's just like on the, you know, like yeah. in the refrigerator section, like pre-packaged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like, even if you only have that option, because mm-hmm. where I live, we have a very small source of where we can get our food. So mm-hmm. I live in the middle nowhere mountain town, mm-hmm. um, going for the organic raised versus just the regular generic, right? It's just grass fed over antibiotics, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so getting nutrient dense food from the source, adding prebiotic fibers. Um, so again, veggies, legumes, whole grains, nuts, um, that kind of thing, adding that into your diet. Again, the prebiotic fibers, prebiotics are really, really good for helping digest food. Um, eating slower, eating fermented food. Thing. I use, I'm like such a Gabon as an Italian. Like I would, <laughs> I would eat so fast. And there, there was a time where like every, every time after I would eat, I would feel like nauseous, but not to an extent like yeah. we're nauseating, but still just like this discomfort. And I was like, why do I, cause I'd be eating like fine food. Like I, it wasn't like bad for me or anything. And I realized, cause I looked into it and it was because yeah, like eating too fast, taking in too much air, like the whole thing, it, mm-hmm. your stomach, you're like just throwing this at your stomach all at once so like taking time to like eat the food and enjoy it like it's like I always would say like it's it's fine like take time to enjoy the meal and you know yeah. savor it and once I started actually eating slower it actually helped with you know making my stomach feel better after I would just eat a meal yeah well there's so many benefits to eating slower and just like paying attention to what you're eating mm-hmm. um again like you said like I I'm guilty of this I sit in front of the tv and I'll eat dinner and I'm like I had a whole plate and it's gone. It's been five minutes. What just (laughs) happened? And I think obviously like I live alone. So, I mean, I don't really have a dinner table to sit at and talk to people and whatever, but I've been making like a conscious effort for at least lunch and breakfast to like sit down with nothing. Maybe I'll journal while I do breakfast and I'll like take a couple bites and journal and then take a couple more bites and journal. Mm -hmm. Um, but just being more mindful of how we're eating our food, that plays such a big role. Because again, like you're throwing all this stuff in your stomach so quickly. What about the digestive process? What about all those enzymes? Like they need a minute to turn on and start firing. Like when we're eating super fast, we're throwing our digestive system into a state of stress and it's, it can't keep up with us. And that's why we feel fatigued. That's why we feel overfull. That's also a reason why people gain weight because they're not their, their hunger hormones aren't signaling fast enough because they're not, they're not working that fast. Right. We're eating so fast. And then we're so full within 10 minutes. We're like, well, I shouldn't have eaten that much versus if you eat over 20 minutes and you're having a conversation with somebody, you're like, Oh, I'm actually kind of getting full now. Like maybe I don't need like the 20, it takes your brain 20 minutes to realize that it's like digesting and that it's full. Right. And so I remember that was like one of the first things I learned is like when you are, um, cause a lot of times I would have a meal and then I would like still be hungry, but like, not like physically hungry, but like mentally hungry. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, I was still like pick and nosh at things and stuff like that. <laughs> um, and then like, once I realized like to slow down after like 20 minutes, cause also when you're taught, you're sitting and you're talking with people. So like when I go out to dinner, or like brunch or something, I never finish my meal yeah. because I'm like too busy gabbing and, and things <laughs> like that. Where I notice if I'm like just eating lunch like by myself at work, like I'm like, oh, I'm done already. Like I didn't even realize. Like, it's clear, I'm, it's gone. <laughs> gone. Um, but yeah, like t- and I also, and let me know if you knew have something about this as well, but when we're like scrolling or watching TV while we eat, it actually affects 
how we digest because like the emotions we're feeling based on what we're watching, whether it's like on TV or you're scrolling through TikTok may affect like mentally because our mind and gut are like heavily connected. It affects how we digest our food. Cause like, let's say we're watching, you know, um, TV and we're watching a show that's like, you know, really intense in the moment, but we're eating dinner. Like, yeah. does that have an effect too of like how our body digests because of any, like the hormones that are being released or anything like that? Do you know anything about that? Um, I'm honestly not sure, but if I had to infer, especially if you're watching something like stressful in your eating, yeah. I know that there's a link between stress and eating. That's why they call it stress eating. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're in that stress state and you're, and you're eating these foods, your body is like, okay, this is what we do when we're stressed. Like, this is what helps calm us down. So mm-hmm. I don't know how it affects like the actual digestion in that, but it does affect your relationship with food later on. Yeah, that ma- that makes a lot of sense. I also learned a fun fact, and let me know if this, I don't know if this is fully true or not, because <laughs> like, like, I got you on, let me ask you a couple questions, um, that like, apparently that we should, we should eat your meal and then like drink your beverage, like after whether it's like water, because like when you're eating and then drinking a liquid, it could like mess up digestion or is, is that true? Not true. Have you heard anything about that? Um, I've definitely heard about it. It's um more towards like the Chinese medicine that you are when you're eating, you're creating this digestive fire within your gut, um, mm-hmm. which is all those enzymes and stuff. And that's why people eat like salads before their main course, because the salad and like the veggies and the fibrousness, fibrousness. Is yeah, that word. Yep. That's a word. <laughs> it's a word now. Add it to the dictionary. Um, but that those types of foods are what kick on the digestive enzymes and it signals to your brain, Hey, let's fire it up. Let's get it going. We're, we're about to eat a meal here. Like let's get this energy where it needs to go. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, it is true to a certain extent. It depends on what you want to believe. It depends on, you know, how your body actually feels and reacts to it. Mm -hmm. I personally cannot eat a meal without drinking water because I just, I get thirsty, (laughs) but my family, my stepmom is very into the Chinese naturopathic, all that kind of stuff. And we've had conversations about that. And there was a point when my brother, I think he's like 11, a couple years ago, he's my half brother. So we're, we're very far apart in age, but he's sitting at the table. I I take a sip of water in the middle of my meal. He's like, what? (laughs) What, what are you doing? doing? And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, you're putting out your fire. I was, <laughs> like, I was like, you're 11. Like, eat your I love that for him. Now, <laughs> imagine like just an 11 year old saying that, like you're putting out your fire. That's yeah. But it does like make sense, right? Because yeah. your body's gearing up and breaking down this food. And then, yeah, it was like similar to like, if you drank water, then yeah, I would like put out the fire, like yeah. slow down, like the enzymes breaking down. Mm-hmm. Your food. That's what I'm saying. Like even the way we interact with food and how fast we eat or slow we eat or how we eat, like really affects our digestion. And then eventually then it connects to affecting like, you know, um, our mood and our, you know, energy levels and our, and our mental state. That's what I'm saying. It's so, it's so great to see from a holistic point of view, because you realize like how everything is connected and that if you're feeling fatigued, Maybe it's not specifically just you're not getting enough sleep. Maybe mm-hmm. it's a mixture of the, the caffeine and, and when you're eating and how much you're eating and how fast you're eating and like your food sensitivities that you're not aware about. There's like so many things connected. And when we become very aware of it, it's very easy to then notice like the the pinpoints. You can become very aware of when things are happening. Like, oh, like I see this is happening. So maybe I can find a way to like, you know counterbalance it in some way because we're learning these things so a big a big one too that's been um talking about lately in the sphere of like wellness and nutrition is adrenal fatigue so Mm -hmm. do you want to kind of dive into that so what is adrenal fatigue 
Um, adrenal fatigue is basically a term that we use to describe a variety of symptoms, super vague, but most people, those symptoms that they're feeling are like body aches, fatigue, nervousness, sleep disturbances, digestive issues, just a whole bunch of things that can be related to others, but most of it is related to adrenal fatigue. And so adrenal fatigue is caused by chronic stress, which is um, basically putting our body in fight or flight mode all the time. Mm -hmm. So we have the parasympathetic nervous system and the sympathetic. And Mm -hmm. I usually describe those as the fight or flight or the rest and digest. Yeah. So when we're chronically stressed and our body is in an overproduction of our stress hormones, obviously it's doing a lot to our body. Um, it's taking away from our digestive enzymes. It's taking away from our, um, digestive hormones because we're putting it all into our stress hormones and our fight or flight hormones. So when our body is constantly being flooded with stress hormones, we don't have any hormones that are saying, Hey, like, let's chill. Let's Mm -hmm. take a step back. Let's relax. So we're always at this high and you can imagine that's going to make us pretty fatigued. That's going to make us burn out in a lot of areas. Um, so again, the more that our body stays in this fight or flight, the easier it is to trigger that reaction. So if you're constantly staring at a screen, working all day, you're stressed about your work, you're overwhelmed with everything, you're going to consistently feel more and more overwhelmed by smaller and smaller acts. Mm -hmm. So the more that our body is put into this cycle, the easier it is to trigger it. So even things like eating too much at a meal, having a small disagreement with somebody, watching an action movie, that'll send us into fight or flight so quickly. If you're, if you're there a lot, you're going to stay there. You're going to consistently trigger it. Mm -hmm. And it takes the acknowledgement that you're in fight or flight Mm -hmm. and it takes the, um, knowledge of, okay, how do I get out of this? And that's what my main program is. Call it powerfully present. It's five months learning how do I get out of fight or flight? Mm-hmm. How can I take my body into rest and digest? How can I regulate my emotions slash regulate my hormones that are causing these emotions? Mm-hmm. So it has, I mean, how do we do that? Dalton? How do we do that? <laughs> we'll sign up for my program. I'll teach you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but a lot of it, like ways that you can combat it again, are healthy diet. So eating that low, um, anti-inflammatory diet, prebiotic fibers, um, things like that, regular exercise. So flooding the body with those feel good hormones. That's what exercise does. Um, if you use it the correct way, a lot of people do high stress intensity workouts and add to the stress hormones. So you have to know which one your body's, which one your body's needing, um, less caffeine, there's so many studies showing like caffeine in the morning, especially for women, but for most people, when they have a cup of coffee before anything else, or a cup of coffee is their breakfast, they're going to experience that adrenal fatigue way more because caffeine is going to spike those adrenaline, cortisol, stress hormones, right? And it's going to jack us up and we're going to crash back later. And that's why people have those caffeine crashes. Mm-hmm, they have that 2 p.m. <laughs> feeling. And I remember I would just drink especially like on the weekends, I would just drink coffee like straight up and then maybe have like 
like a very late breakfast and everything like that. And it's just, it's so not good <laughs> for you. Like, and I had to learn, hmm, okay, you can have coffee in the morning, but have it with the breakfast, like eat something with it. Like that's fine. Or what I've been doing, cause sometimes I'm just like not exactly starving for like a breakfast right away in the morning, especially like on the weekends is like put protein. Like I put protein in my coffee and collagen in my coffee, just so it gives it a little bit, it gives it something, you know, yeah. that, and then you can, you can eat because it's actually really funny that like when we wake up, it's funny that we drink coffee because when we wake up, that's when our levels are like the highest because we're up and like ready to go and here we go. But it's like such like a societal thing to like, oh, like yes. when you get up, have a cup of coffee. It's like a, it's a ritual because yeah. it's so funny. Um, My partner, Nate, he doesn't drink coffee and he always tells me that his shower is like his coffee. Like he wakes up, he showers, <laughs> ready to start the day. And he, we, we've had conversations about, because I used to drink like, I mean, like two coffees a day, but now I'm, I'm down to one just because I understood how it was affecting my anxiety and my dream yeah. and stuff like that and um and it's like the small coffee too like I I get like a grande you know what I mean it's nothing anything but I used to get the venties all the time <laughs> and so you know cutting back and he asked me he goes like why why is it so difficult for like people who love coffee like to, to quit and it's like such like a well number one it's just addictive in general like it's caffeine that's number <laughs> one like on a scientific level it's, it's addictive yeah. Um, but on more of just like a, like kind of a mental level, it's like that cup of coffee in the morning. It's the ritual, like have a coffee and drink a book. Like it's kind of like in your routine. So when it's stuff like that, like doing everything in moderation, it's kind of what I felt where I still enjoy it, but I do it correctly where like, I'll have it with protein or I'll have it with breakfast and not completely like strip myself of it yeah. because a lot of the times when people are getting into like these new routines, you know, it's the beginning of the new year. Here we are setting our intentions here that, you know, they think, oh, I'm just going to throw out everything that I do and do everything new. And then they try it for like barely a month and then they can't do it anymore because it's having such a heavy effect, you know, on just yeah, like, the all right. or nothing mentality. That's, that's yeah. what makes people not successful. You know, mm -hmm. you got to take baby steps. That's, that's when you reach your goals is when you start slow and you just consistently add and add and add over time. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, like you were saying, some people like coffee is a ritual in the morning. And for me, I never really got into coffee. So I'm blessed in that sense, but you I know some <laughs> friends I and mean, some of my clients, I'm like, Hey, you can still have your coffee. Yeah. Let's cut it down. Like maybe a quarter of the size or half of the size or whatever, like depending on how much you were drinking, but then mm -hmm. let's also add like lion's mane. So a lot of mushroom yeah. supplements or MCT oil, like those things that feed your brain, mm -hmm. you add them into your coffee. I, most of my clients that I have like adjust their coffee, they still have their coffee. And yes, I know people are very particular about how their coffee tastes, <laughs> but over time you start to feel the difference. And then you're yeah. like, okay, wait, I can change my flavor because I feel better doing this. And that's true for so many different things in the health world is yes, it's a change in your routine, but nothing's going to change if nothing changes, right? That's like the famous quote. You have to make a change if you want to see a change. And it doesn't have to be a huge thing. You don't have to clear out your cabinets. You don't have to, you know, get rid of coffee forever, but you have your coffee. And instead of adding a fourth cup of milk into it, you add a tablespoon of lion's mane and maybe a splash of um, MCT oil, like things that are going to help prevent that crash later on that help with the focus that help feed your brain, like adding good stuff to the coffee. Again, that goes back to kind of like that birth control and liver supplements. Like yeah. let's help, let's add some supplements in here, some feel good stuff so mm -hmm. that I don't have to fully get rid of it, 
mm-hmm. but I know that I'm kind of counteracting what it, what damage it's doing to my body in a way. Exactly. And how do you feel? Cause we're talking about like the gut microbiome and I see a lot everywhere of like, you know, the, the green powder juices and, and, and all that stuff. Um, and just like putting like the green powder in. And so do you think those actually help or we actually have to like bring in more of like actual nutrition, like certain fruits and vegetables? Like, does it do the same thing as adding specific fruits and vegetables? Um, does it depend on which one it is? <laughs> Totally, totally depends on the brand. (laughs) Completely depends on the brand. Um, I don't know. I always, when I'm talking to my clients, I, I never know how to phrase this because I'm like, I don't push supplements, but I do because I push like mushroom powder and Mm -hmm. like probiotic supplements and things like that. Obviously certain brands, collagen supplements, those are great, but I'm not like protein powder or green juice, whatever powder Mm -hmm. or whatever. I think there's a time and a place for it. Um, when I go over, when I, when I'm traveling and I'm eating on somebody else's diet, if I'm staying at somebody else's house, that kind of thing, I'll bring my green powders. Um, (laughs) I know my boyfriend is going to listen to this, but when I go to his family's house, there's not a whole lot of veggies that are like grown Mm -hmm. in there all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, so I have like a green powder that I just keep at his house and I throw in, like a cup every day and just so that I feel better. It helps my digestion. It doesn't completely throw me off because I notice that when I am eating consistently healthier, anti-inflammatory whole foods, and then I go and I have like a Popeye sandwich, I'm like, whoa, I'm feeling these effects. I'm I'm bloated. My stomach hurts. Like Mm -hmm. I feel it all. And yes, I do agree everything in moderation, but Mm -hmm. it kind of helps from those huge um, big shifts like, of like, yeah, you're used to having like very like the whole food yeah. and then you go have a burger and then your stomach's like, what are you doing to me? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'd have, I, I totally resonate with the whole like boyfriend's house story because I remember, um, cause now I live upstate, I used to live on Long Island. So we used to come up and we would visit Nate's family up here and up in New York state. And we'd be here for a couple of days. And let me tell you, like my stomach would be in shambles because you're just not used to the the certain foods. Like when you don't like, I mean, like anything else, if you don't have it for a while and then you have it, it has an effect on your body. So I love that idea of like, you know, bring anything with you that you can. If there's like certain vitamins that are going to help you feel better, if you go on like a vacation or just a family trip, you're just kind of like away from your normal, you know, nutrition area, bringing in like the powder, you know, the greens powder that helps you like deep low and things like that. I I love that, uh, you know, that recommendation as well. And, you know, kind of more towards the last bit here, kind of bringing back in more of the physicality of it. Do you have any recommendations for people who are, you know, chronically like anxious and always in that fight or flight, the adrenals are like on all the time. What are some intentional movements that we can put into, you know, our our daily routines or what movements are going to work best for people that are kind of more towards, they want to settle down a little bit more rest and digest. Yeah. Um, there's honestly a lot, it really depends on your routine and like where you work and what you're doing. But a lot of my clients, uh, like who work desk jobs, Mm -hmm. I'll say, you know, you're allowed to take bathroom breaks, right? Like it's not, you're limited every two hours. You can go to the bathroom for two minutes. No, you get up and you go whenever you need. So I say, you know what, set it like a silent timer. If you have an Apple watch, it'll just vibrate. It doesn't make any noise. Or you can set a thing on your screen to like count down in the corner and you go, you know, an hour of sitting and then you get up and you walk a couple laps around the building, go fill up your water bottle, go to the restroom, just move. Um, 
Because when we're sitting in one position forever, staring at a screen, like obviously our hormones are going to get jacked up. We are human. We are not meant to be in the same position for eight hours on end staring at technology. Like go outside, look at the sun for a little bit, you know? Everything. Everyone's like, I'm saying like, go stand outside. We can get some sunlight because that will, even if on your break, like feel lunch break, like go outside and stand the sun. And if if it's, I mean, it's hard now. I mean, it's January. It's it's tough out here. It's tough out here. (laughs) But I mean, when the sun is out, I'll I'll go outside, I'll bundle up and I'll, I'll take the trip and just to get a little bit of that sun. Yeah. Well, I'm even the type where I'm like, Cause I work from home. I'm super lucky. I actually just got a standing like convertible desk and I'm so excited about it. And I don't even have a treadmill for it, which all the fitness influencers do. I just have a little, you don't have the board. walking pad. How dare you? <laughs> I just got a little wobble board though. And mm-hmm. it's fun because I, I personally can't look at a computer screen while I'm walking and like type and like do all this stuff. I'll get nauseous. <laughs> I'm going to say like, I'm going to get dizzy. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe on a zoom call, if I'm not actually like on my computer, I'm just chatting with somebody, but no, when I'm actually working, I have this little wobble board and it has like these pressure points under your feet so you can like kind of feel it. I feel like that would be great for ADHD people because like I just wobble yeah. back and forth and I'm like, I'm moving, I'm moving my body. It's like my boyfriend, he's like tapping his foot, he's chewing on his pen, he's flicking, like he's always doing something. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if you just had a little wobble board under your feet, like just do that. Or like, and it has a little like um a ball in the middle of it so you can like roll out your feet, which is also amazing for tension, mm-hmm. stress relief, all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, so if you do work from home, if you have the option to get a standing desk, getting a little wobble board, doing like something that you can put under your feet that you can kind of move around, um, breaking up those sedentary periods, even when it's full bone snowing outside, I have a dog, so I have to, but I'll bundle up and I'll just stand there and I'll let the snow hit my face. And I'm like, nature, nature. honestly, just even fresh air. I mean, I'm a little bit lucky where I have more opportunities to do that. Like as a teacher, because I do the thing though, where like, I'm, I'm, if I'm doing like a planning period, I'm lesson planning. I'm like, all right, time to go for a walk. So I got to go get the copies that I just made. So let me take (laughs) a lap. Let me go get the copies and bring them back. But um, the school that I work at is actually really great because they understand like that you need to be outside to also like that Mm -hmm. balance of like activity being outdoors and then like being in a classroom. So they have recess twice. So they have a morning recess that's like 20 minutes and then they have like recess with their with lunch, like a normal, you know, it's also another it's a 20 minutes. So and I have recess duty. So I have the opportunity just like built into my schedule to I mean, outside today, it was I want to say 15 degrees out. I was bundled up in my uh, upstate New York, man. We are 15 degrees out. And guess what? They love to go outside. They went. We have a big hill in front of our school and they were going sledding. I mean, just (laughs) I mean, I wasn't, I, sometimes I slept, but today was not a sledding day. It was a Monday. I was like, I can't even, I can't even function today. Like I'm outside. That's yeah. That's all that, but like <laughs> getting that fresh air and just feeling like the little bit of sun on my face, like still made me, woke me up and felt, you know, good just to, you know, take on the rest of the day. So even just being outside for a little bit, as much as you can and doing that intentional movement, like getting up and taking a lap trying your best just to do any type of movement you know that you can like uh, my partner Nate he also yeah he has ADHD as well so like you know he want we're investing in a standing desk he, he was looking into it as well because he works from home so he's looking at computer screens all day and he's and sometimes driving some bananas like anybody else you know so you know look at the options that can help you 
have intentional movement because some people think intentional movement needs to be like yoga and Pilates and like hot girl walks where those are all well and good. You should do those as well. But it's like, I'm at work for eight hours. How can I do intentional movement when I'm just sitting at a desk, staring at a screen, you know, all day that takes, that has a big effect on, you know, our hormones. So definitely I love those small ideas here and there to kind of help you get through your day. So I mean, thank you so much (laughs) for taking the time out of your day. Thank you. I appreciate being here. This is fun. (laughs) I know this was this. Can I say it was like, because it was your first uh, uh, interview. I was like, welcome to the podcast. (laughs) Welcome to the interviews are so much fun. So and you did great. And it was such a great conversation. And it's so helpful for everyone that's listening. So where can people find you follow you all those great things? Yeah. Um, my Instagram is the art of blissful living. Um, that's pretty much my main thing. Um, my website is linked on there as well and DMS. That's pretty much my main source of communication. So Instagram, Instagram is it. That's my, it's my go-to. Yeah. And like, honestly, follow her on Instagram guys. Cause her content is so great. I always get so happy. I'm like, Oh, don't post today. Let me see what she has to say. <laughs> It's so useful and helpful content surrounding, you know, the mind, emotion, and physicality, just all in one, just looking at your wellness journey on a holistic approach. So I'll I'll put all that in the show notes and your links and all those great things. And again, Dalton, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Growth Mindset Gang, I have an amazing offer to share with you. I have recently created a mindset coaching program. Now, if you're listening and you struggle with imposter syndrome, people-pleasing, overthinking, needing external validation, low self-esteem, indecisiveness, perfectionism, fear of failure, or lack of confidence, this coaching program can be aligned and serve you. With this coaching program, you would sign up with me for three months to receive one-on-one coaching via Zoom. We would meet either weekly or bi-weekly for 45 minutes to about an hour and really get clear on your mindset journey and what's the woman or who's the woman you want to become. Along with the weekly or bi-weekly Zoom calls with me, you would have a daily accountability messaging with me via Slack. So I do my daily check-ins with you and see how you're doing with your progress in between our sessions. You will also have access to the resource library that I will create where I will give you journal prompts. I will give you weekly self-reflection templates. I'll give you even book recommendations or we do a little mini book club together with a self-development book. Also, I'm going to be creating a Facebook group to also grow a community in this mindset coaching program. And if this feels aligned with you, you can also receive a huge investment discount if you are the first three to sign up with the three-month coaching program. If you are interested in this coaching program, you feel aligned, or you just want to talk to me and test it out and see if it works for you, you can click the link in my show notes to fill out a Google form to share with me what you want to work on and who's the woman that you want to become. How do you want to grow your mindset and fulfill and improve your mindset journey? And I will contact you. We hop on a discovery call for an hour and we talk about what are you struggling with right now? right? Where do you want to see yourself in three months? And I create a unique program just for you. And I'm here to be your coach, your supporter, and help you in your journey. So if this sounds amazing with you, or you just want to see and test it out, fill out that form, 
and when you fill it out i'll contact you right away and help create a wonderful program to create your most authentic self All right, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Dalton, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. This was such a great conversation that we had, and it was just so helpful, and you're so great to come on and share your wealth of knowledge with us. And if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to go and check out Dalton's app, her website, her coaching services. Go check her out on Instagram. Again, it's all linked down in the show notes. And if this episode resonated with you, share it on your story and tag Dalton and I in it. Make sure to share this with a friend who really needs to hear it. Rate, subscribe, and review on Apple Podcasts. Rate and follow me on Spotify. Happy three-year anniversary, Growth Mindset Gang. And remember, grow your mindset and look how far you'll go. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Part of the Boundless Audio Podcast Network.